what are your your values like what are your actual attributes and characteristics and traits and habits and morals if you can figure those things out that's a really strong identity piece G'day, g'day. Welcome to another episode of Not So Secret Dad's Business. Today, I have a very interesting man on. Uh, now, Mark Hardy, he is special operations with the Australian Defence Force turned performance coach. So I'd like to introduce you to Mark. How are you, mate? Thank you for coming on the show. Well, I'm awesome, Nathan. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, Looking no, I'm... I've been looking forward to it as well, man, because, I mean, um, special forces or special operations, sorry, going on to performance coaching and, and I mean, yep. there's a lot, a lot of stuff there. Like, tell, tell me a little bit about what you got up to with special ops and, and how that's led you to where you are now. Yeah, I guess we'll just jump straight in the deep end. So, um, if I was just to kind of give uh, a little bit of a debrief on like my past and my history, I joined uh, the army when I was 18 years old, straight out of high school, and uh, I slipped in the back door of special operations by coincidence. And um, it was a, a bit of a blessing and um, I didn't realize at the time. And then, yeah, uh, so I spent about 11 years in special operations for Australia um, in a regiment called Special Operations Engineer Regiment, which is uh, posted up in, in Sydney right next mm -hmm. to two commando mm -hmm. and um i was blessed enough and lucky enough to have my whole posting journey at that one location which is super rare and um yeah i did a, a couple of tours to afghanistan one in 2008 and the other one other one in 2010 i probably should have had a couple of more under my belt but i was uh a little bit a little bit naughty <laughs> yep. I had a couple of AWOL charges and uh, yeah, ultimately they, um, they got me kicked off a couple more trips that I should have had. But yeah, two tours down um, and uh, 11 years in special operations and then also about five um, rotations of something called domestic counterterrorism. So that's kind of like that, uh, that SWAT version of the, what, we, what we know as the cops, the SWAT version, yep. it's the Army's version of that. Um, so I did... Uh, as an engineer attached to the special forces, I was the um, the engineer support element for those guys, uh, which is pretty heavy as well. So yeah, that definitely. was my military career basically wrapped up. So yeah. So how have you gone from doing special forces to doing performance coaching? It was a bit of a, um, like I, I kind of fell into it. I didn't really know that that's exactly what I wanted to do when I left the army. When at the back end of my career in the army, I was um, feeling very um, like I didn't have a purpose as a man. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was drinking heavily um, and I was, you know, showing my lack of purpose um, through vices like, you know, drinking, gambling, girls, all the bad stuff. Right. Yeah. And um, and I was just trying to fill a hole. Yeah. And um, and then essentially, yeah, I was in a relationship as well at the same time. And and uh, I needed to get my head straight and I needed to understand and, you know, drive it, have a purpose. I knew I had all these skill sets from the military. Yeah. And from the very start of the military, I actually 
realize I'm like, you know what, all of these kind of like this routine, this structure, this discipline, um, these skill sets, these life skill sets, uh, civilians need to know about these. And I had those, had that in the back of my mind. And, um, and so when I actually now fast forward, when I actually left the military, I was just looking for something to sink my teeth in. And I was actually at the time shit scared of sales. Mm -hmm. So that's the the exact thing that I just went head on into. And uh, I went into sales roles for coaching businesses. And then I just went into attacking that fear. So that transition for me was super rough. Um, It was super unclear. It wasn't, um, a very good transition at all from the military to civilian life. And I, um, I actually had a lot of depression for a few years after the military, uh, as mm-hmm. most soldiers do. Yeah. And, and not just, this is not just about soldiers. This is about men as well, you know, lacking that purpose in their life. So I went through all that and, um, and then slowly as I was more into the coaching space and the sales and influence space, I started to accumulate and understand and bring together my sphere of like um, passion and purpose of what I want to do. And, and it started to mold into, Oh, Mark, I think like these skill sets could be transferable from the military over to the coaching space. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, after a bit of training and all that sort of stuff, I started to realize, you know, who's your kind of like perfect um, avatar of a client. And I'm like, well, it's me when I was, um, you know, when I was down and out, I was a man, I was lacked purpose, I was in a big transition, I was going through a lot of shit and I didn't know what I wanted, I lacked this accountability piece. And so that started to form in my mind, I'm like, all right, cool, this is who I need to help, it's me five years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then all the skill sets like fell into place. So that's kind of how I got into that performance coaching piece, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I can understand how it, how hard it is to transition from military life to a uh, civilian life as well. Because essentially, the, the, the army, when you go into basic, they break you down to nothing and rebuild you into somebody they need as a soldier. Um, and then coming out of that and then not having any of that structure whatsoever... I mean, I can imagine that that would be a lot to deal with. Or all of a sudden you don't have somebody telling you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and you're thinking for yourself again in a way. Look, Nathan, it sounds dumb. Like it's like I had to relearn how to adult. Um, It sounds like, yeah, you're an independent person. Like clearly you can think for yourself, but, you know, you're right. You're conditioned from the start to always have – your, you know, your next year planned out for you. Um, you know, there's a hierarchy in place and everyone has is a moving cog in, in a perfectly, you know, well-oiled machine. And mm-hmm. you take that cog out of that machine and then you throw that cog by itself. And now you're like, function by yourself, create things by yourself, create your own purpose by yourself. And and uh, it's it sounds easy in theory, but it's a lot harder in execution. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people that, wouldn't understand would be thinking well you know you've had all this training you're well disciplined you're you you know you've you've been taught to to be so well a lot high performing but when it comes to like you said being taken away from the rest of the machine it's really hard to sort of work that out 
And so I think that's uh, really hard for a lot of people to understand. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's the same crossover for a lot of professions as well. You know, if you think about a lot of blue collar jobs, guys in those types of environments where, excuse me, where um, there's lots of people and everyone has their specific jobs and uh, being men, we're super logical and analytical. Um, Mm -hmm. When we're taken out of those processes or environments, um, and we're told to operate by ourselves, it can be extremely hard. Um, not only in a professional sense, but also in a brotherhood friendship sense as well, if we don't have those circles around us. And then that's could be a catalyst for some of the issues that help, um, start to affect mental health for men when we're secluded by ourselves, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Makes total sense. So obviously your main target with, with the work you're doing is for men. So yeah. tell me tell me a little bit about the, the program that you've got happening lately and what you're really focusing on the most. Yeah, so um, I've created a business from scratch, from the ground up. I call it the masculine edge. Um, and, you know, it's really just a philosophy. What that really means to me is essentially like bare bones, stripped away from everything. The short version is literally just becoming 1% better every single day. Mm-hmm. Refining your edges man, every single day. That's it. That's what it comes down to. So um, once I took all those skills, I, I learned all those skills and I, I said, all right, cool. I need to package that somehow. So uh, what I started to realize was I took all the lessons from the military. What made us work really well? What, were, what made us high-performing men together? And mm-hmm. I took that away and it was routine structure and discipline with a certain set of other little things. And so then I created something called the Masculine Edge Protocol. So I believe that the Masculine Edge Protocol is a set of steps that once every man can integrate at some level, really starts to help him form his life and have like life fulfillment, life success. I know that's really cliche, but like whatever that means to you. So the protocol is just five steps um, and I have like trainings and programs and events based off this protocol. Um, But I can just give the protocol to anybody. And if they take on these steps, they're definitely going to improve their life. And so essentially the protocol works like this. Step number one is you need to do a little bit of um, identity work. You need to know who you are right now Mm -hmm. and where you are right now, like tactically speaking, you know, results wise in life. And then also you need to know what, like who you are right now, where you are right now. And, and, um, and who you want to be and where you want to be. If you can get those four things out on paper and just figure out, you know, what are your, your values? Like what are your actual attributes and characteristics and traits and habits and morals? If you can figure those things out, that's a really strong identity piece. And then just like the second part of the protocol is what I call your battle planner. So your battle plan is literally just a year plan ahead. And I've taken the same schematics as the um, debrief and uh, briefing process in the military. And essentially what we do is we just get a whole bunch of objectives. So think about things that you want to do in your life. Like think Mm -hmm. about all the different areas of life. You've got finance, you've got, um, you know, health and fitness, you've got business or career, you've got all those mindset, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then all the other things that you want to do in your life, like you want to go on holidays, you want to provide certain things for your kids and your family, those types of things. These what I would call objectives. 
Mm-hmm. So you got your battle plan for the year and we get like 10 to 12 objectives out that you need to get done for the year. And we literally just reverse engineer it all the way down. So it's um, laid out in a task level for every single day. So you, there's no procrastination and you don't know what, um, you always know what to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. You have a, a full yeah. routine in place. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that creates your structure for the year. Okay, remember we're feeling routine, structure, discipline. Yep. So the battle planner, the the um, correct correction number one, which is your identity, that goes into discipline, and then you've got your battle plan, which fits into structure, and then step number three of the masculine edge protocol is what I call just a weekly review. So most men, or most people, right? Because this applies to people in general, but. I work with men. So what we tend to do is we tend to go too longer periods in our life without reflection and contemplation. Yeah. So we sit there and we'll do an activity and we won't debrief the activity. We won't figure out what we did right and what we did wrong. Yeah. And we'll keep on making the same mistakes over and over again. That's exactly. applicable to everybody. So what I figured out is something that's super practical that we did in the military is every single activity, every single thing that we did, we always had a debrief process. Guys, Mm -hmm. what worked well? What didn't work well? What do we need to keep? What do we need to fix? Fix, sustain, improve. So we do this activity over and over again. And because we do it so often, we're always becoming better. It's not like a process where you get better and you go five steps back. It's like every day every activity you're building and you're going up in progress not regressing in yep. skill set so this weekly review process i just transferred from the military over to a lifestyle so it's like a checklist you go through at the end of the week and it covers all the areas of your life so you can figure out where you like you just want to identify what mistakes you made so you yep. don't make them next week uh, and sense. then the next uh, uh, step on that um, masculine edge protocol is to go down even a little bit, just a, a bit more micro and figure out what you need to do on the daily level. So you're figuring out your routine. So remember discipline, routine, structure, discipline. That's what we're feeling the gaps here. Um, and so what I have is something just called a uh, morning performance routine, which is mm-hmm. a routine that I do to fulfill physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fulfillment in my life so that before I start work if I was literally to not do any work that day I actually feel the most fulfilled I ever would feel because I've primed those areas of my life Uh, so I'll give you an example of what that morning routine looks like so uh, I do things like I drink water I stretch I do um, cold shower exercise I do meditation journaling I do planning um, I do some visual visualizations. So I do those types of things, which prime all those areas, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual in my life. Uh, and then it's like running on all cylinders, you know, like you, as you step off for the day, you're already primed to a yeah. high performance degree. So that ready to fire on point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You're ready totally. to fire, ready to totally. go and everything sorted. Yeah, that's it. And then the last piece, which is the most important piece of the masculine edge protocol. So, so we've gone through your identity. We've gone through your battle planner. We've gone through your weekly review and then your morning performance routine or your daily routine, which includes yes. your kind of career or business tasks for that day. 
The yep. last piece in the Masculine Edge Protocol, which is the fifth piece, is uh, brotherhood or accountability. So one of the biggest things that I've seen that never let anybody down in the military was that if one or two people are having a bad day, the whole strength of the whole brotherhood lifts everybody up. Remember, it's mm -hmm. a machine. It's a moving part. It's a mechanism. And so when you have a strong brotherhood or accountability in your life, and there's three levels, there's mentor, there's peer, and there's self accountability or discipline. When you have those three interlocked together, or you could just have one or two, doesn't matter, your life progress and your life discipline is like tenfold, right? It's the mastermind effect. And when, and it's the, it's a, it works for the positive and it works for the negative as well. So if you're in a negative environment, it, you know, those people are going to bring you down and drag you yep. down. That's yep. why it's so integral important to get out of negative environments and actively thrust yourself into positive environments, high-performing men, men are on the same path as you, men who have the same beliefs as you, men or people who uh, are going in the same direction. It is so integral. Even if you don't believe anything yourself, get yourself around men who are just, you know, ambitious. Like that's, that's what it's all about. And, and I truly believe if, the, if you can enable those five different things, you're on the path to your best life. I truly believe that. Yeah. So there well, you go. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, that, that last part you said about surrounding you, yourself with the right people, I mean, that, I mean, I, in, in my experience, I've found that's 80% of, uh, of the battle is, is when you've yeah. got those positive people, the good people around you, you're not surrounded by toxicity. That's when you are able to thrive. You are able to move forward. 100%. 100%. Um, and and the, the sad thing as well is some of those people that you thought were in your circle as well start seeing you thrive and they don't like it as well. And I think yeah. it, that's when, when it starts showing who you are as a person, whether you can let go of those people to, in order to keep thriving or, or not. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, like you got to watch out for those people in your life. It's like, who are the people that are encouraging you and who are the people that are uh, potentially jealous and, and like crabs in a bucket pulling you down, you know? Yeah. So, so tell me, um, for some of the dads that are out there listening, I'm sure that most of them are, um, how can we yeah. take something like, like this and then sort of still pass it on to our kids as well? Like, is there a way we're able to, to take these methods and really dumb it down and, and pass on those values? Yeah, that, I mean, like it all starts with self, right? Everybody knows this. If you want to change the outer world, you have to change the inner world. You have to take complete responsibility for your life, even the problems in your life, all of the, the bad things that are happening. That may not be your fault, but it's definitely your responsibility to either do nothing about it or do something about it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like these definitions apply to not just dads, but everyone as a human being. So you know, let's specifically talk to dads here. And that is that, like the way that I think my philosophy right now is that like every single action I do now, I kind of imagine that my future kids are watching me and it's like an integrity piece. It's like, would my kids be proud of the decisions that I'm about to make or I'm about to do that or that I'm doing? Um, and I kind of have this, that like these, 
these ghost-like future kids hanging over the top of me in terms of holding me accountable. And I'm like, would my kids be proud of me? You know, that makes me proud to, to know that in the future, I'm going to have kids that are proud of me. And yep. so for the dads out there, you have kids already. You've already, this is happening. This is real for you right now. And if you're not recognizing that uh, these little champions are looking up to you, every single thing that you're doing, especially from the ages of like one to seven or one to eight, or let's just say under 10, like they are watching you do everything. And also importantly, then they're watching what you're not doing. And so they're replicating that behavior and they're storing that in their memory and they're, and that they're creating their paradigm of the world and what is true and what is not true in their mm -hmm. definition. And if you're a little bit lazy, if you're cutting around the edges, if you're slacking off, if you're not doing what you say you're going to do, if you're not, if you, you say you're going to take your kids out for uh, go to the park or go for a walk or go to spend time with them on the weekend, you don't. And it's a reoccurring action. You know, things like this, um, I'm sorry to say this, but these are the traits that they're going to see um, either have in the future or not have in the future because they don't want to be like you. So it's like this, the most important piece. I get super passionate when I talk about my future kids. It's really weird, but no, I can no, only imagine. Fine, like, go, go nuts. I love it. <laughs> I can only imagine like the people, um, the dads out there now who have got kids, like how special that would be. And um, and it, for me, my whole philosophy comes down to like, I probably wouldn't talk about the tactics and stuff that too much, but if you start to recognize the philosophy of what I call the Kaizen principle, have you heard of the Kaizen? Have you heard of Kaizen? No, tell me about it. So Kaizen is a Japanese uh, philosophy. Um, there's kind of been commercialized a little bit lately, but what it generally means is the pursuit of uh, being 1% better every single day. Okay. That's what it essentially means. So that's why it's so important to do a debriefing process with yourself on a daily or weekly level so that you can actually have that growth. And as a man uh, who has children or kids, if you're making the same mistakes over and over again, the sooner you stop yourself and recognize that and then learn from your mistakes, the faster you're going to triple down and like double down and triple down and like grow that exponential growth and then yeah. um, have those kids be more um, socially accepted because your behaviors are replicated to them. And so uh, if you do any research into Jordan Peterson, who's a um, psychologist. Well, oh, I love Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Who doesn't love Jordan Peterson, right? If you're a man. Um, so he talks a lot about um, these behaviors, uh, how our behaviors right now are so integral about, um, you know, uh, transferring to our children. So yep. um, there's so many talks on, you know, him talking about that sort of stuff. I'd highly recommend, you know, he can talk about it much better than I can. So, um, yeah, just probably just handball you over to Jordan Peterson on, on YouTube for that sort of stuff. Um, he talks about some really good stuff there. So, yeah, but yeah. sorry, the philosophy was the Kaizen. So, yeah, no, well, I think I think I'm, what you're saying, though, it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, from my own experience, I can sort of, um, I can agree with that. I've experienced that. Um, now, my dad uh, used to always try and drill into me of, of keeping a commitment. Uh, if you say you're going to yeah. be somewhere at a certain time, you make sure you, you know, you stick to that. 
But then on the other hand, it was always, hey, we'll go fishing this weekend, son. And then the weekend would come and, oh, no, I've got to work. I can't go. And then it would be, the we'll go next weekend. And the following weekend would come. And, oh, no, look, I've got to do, the, the lawnmower was broken. I've got to fix that so we can't go. Yeah. And so I, it, for me, it was there was one side of him that was like, this is how you should be. And then the other side of yeah. him showing me the complete opposite at the same time. And it's exactly. really confusing for a kid. Yeah, of course. They're looking up to their dads like they're gods, right? And, um, and then when you start to see these cracks in behaviour, uh, you then, you know, as sad as it sounds, um, you're, the pedestal starts to get lower and lower. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so, so I mean, I'm very self. Sorry, go on. What What I wanted to ask you about what you just said was, and so um, when your dad did those things, how did that shape your belief system on commitment for yourself? Um, I try really hard to sort of keep dates, and the, the podcast has been good for me for this. Is that I am booking yep. stuff in, and I'm having to make sure it happens, but um, yeah. You know, on the other hand, I've become in my personal life a bit more of a happy-go-lucky guy. Now, I'm, you know, I'm I'm impulsive as hell, being ADHD as well. So I've always been whatever today brings is what it'll bring, and I'll deal with it as it comes. Um, but on the other on the other aspect of that is, I forget as well that I've said something. Hey, look we'll go down to the skate park day comes and I'm dealing with something else and I'm doing the same thing Yeah, as, as what my dad did, you know, and I don't do it deliberately, but that's just how it seems to work out. Yep. Yep. And, and it's like awesome to see that you're so invested in um, growth and the change of that habit. Like obviously you're building habits now you're putting in effort or input into not having that happen to your kids, the things that happen to you. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to be self-aware and sort of like, like you said, have that sort of debriefing where you stop and you look at yourself for the day and go, well, is, you know, is what I, I did today. Does it have integrity? Did I do the best that I could today? hundred percent. And one of the best things which you just reminded me of about the, um, so the growth principle and the mastermind principle and that brotherhood accountability piece is that, you know, obviously self-growth and self-reflection, that's tough. It's tough to like um, oh, yeah. be assessed, um, you know, and put your skill sets and your um, everything to the test and, and kind of like have someone assess that. And one of the best things that I took from the military was that, we, we have this sense of this brotherhood um, where we're all in it together. And mm -hmm. because we have that like close knit, um, it's like a rite of passage. We're all, we all feel like we're on the same playing field on the same level. None of us feel like we're above each other or below each other. We've all passed the same tests. So That's we're right. in, in that tight knit group because of that. Um, when we are being assessed by our peers, 
that judgment and that the the negative feelings don't feel as strong we're we're quite happy to put those feelings aside and actually seek the assessment which helps us grow professionally yes. and tactically much faster than most people if that makes yeah, sense definitely definitely and when yeah. you have to stop and you've got to give yourself that assessment i think uh, it is really hard and yeah. but i do think it's it's something that's really important to do because it's it's not a case of um you know being honest to other people it's really about being honest with yourself and when you can yeah. understand when you can when you can start doing that and really looking at yourself as much as it might suck i mean that's when you you can start improving 100 percent. and there's a um what's it called the there's a there's a book called the obstacle is the path and you know this was a, a major life lesson like you know when you know things but you don't understand them until you've actually mm -hmm. gone through that um that experience in depth yep well that's the way that i feel like re when i read a book like um you know each book is kind of like a life lesson you know um and yeah i read that book that obstacle is a path and it's just like the only growth forward if you're not attacking your problems head on if the things that scare you the most are the biggest and steepest areas of where you need help in life. Mm -hmm. um, if you are avoiding your finances um, and you're wondering why you're not growing in, in life, then you need to fix your finances. You need to fix your financial, financial literacy to be able to have the habits to save and um, manage your money correctly, right? That's just an example. If you're yep. bad with relationships, you need to understand that, hey, you're probably the problem, not them. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, and then take that application and, and, um, and spread it to all areas of life. But it does, it's self-assessment's hard. That's why it's so important to find those other men in groups, meetups, um, mentorships, coaching, friendships, uh, sports teams, whatever it is, it's always like, it's integral to bring those men closer to you that are high performers so you can step up to their level. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, look, Mark, it's been great talking to you today. Before I yep. do let you go, though, can you tell everybody that's listening how they can find, you know, the masculine edge and everything that you're doing? Yeah, easy. Uh, so the best place to find me is on uh, Instagram at the masculine edge or the secondary would be on Facebook as Mark Hardy. And that's just Mark spelled with a C. So M-A-R-C. H-A-R-D-Y, and you'll see a picture of me pretty easily. Yeah, well, I'll make sure that um, I've got the links down in the description notes so everybody can yeah. find them there and just give it a click and be right there to, to be able to follow along. Yeah, easy, Nathan. Thanks for the chat, man. Mark, I appreciate it. It's been a good chat, and, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've taken something away from it myself. Yeah, cool, Nathan. Awesome, man. All right, well, thanks very much, Mark. You have a good one, mate. See you, guys. Thanks for listening to Not So Secret Dad's Business. If you have a topic you'd like covered or you just want to reach out to us, you can email us at notsosecretdadsbusiness at gmail.com or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash notsosecretdadsbusiness. If you want to follow us on social media, you can also follow us on Instagram at notsosecretdadsbusiness or on Facebook as well.